Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to this uh, May 13th edition of the Ag Market Network, our monthly cotton teleconference. My name is Pat McClatchy. And uh, a few times that we started off quite with the negative feel we have today, and so that's why we were anxious to have O.A. Cleveland lead us today. Dr. O.A. Cleveland, please start off. Well, good morning, Pat. Good morning, gentlemen, uh, fellow panelists. It's a pleasure to visit with you as usual. Let's sit here looking out my window. I've not gone to office yet. I'm still at my home, and it looks like it flooded last night. And that's what I tend to see every weekend. I look out my window, and it's flooded last night. I understand we got a lot of weather in Texas. Of course, East Texas has not a lot of cotton in East Texas, but had that same moisture for seems like all spring in Arkansas and Tennessee. It just keeps coming and coming. But my choice is to talk about the supply demand report, and I digress a moment there. I think the report, unfortunately, was uh, on the positive side and the negative side pretty much as was expected, so I did not take the report per se to be so negative. Uh, in spite of the fact that the market has just precipitously dropped, uh, uh, did Friday, and as, I, as they were briefing me just then, has this morning, uh, and as it had all last week. But the uh, starting out, I'll start out with the 2018-19 crop year. Uh, things were uh, certainly here in the U.S. unchanged, with the exception of lowering U.S. Exports 300,000 bales. It, it was only two months ago that many people were expecting that we would increase, that USDA would increase exports uh, above 15 million, maybe 15.2 to 15.3, and yet, uh, uh, as the numbers dictate, it seems that the USDA lowered exports for the year uh, this this month down from 15 to 14.7. Uh, Basically, no other changes, a little change in crop size to the downside, but we still ginning cotton in Kansas and Oklahoma, so uh, it's, that's a shot, but uh, we'll just see what the U.S. crop is. Just bottom line, we raised uh, ending carryover, USDA did, uh, based primarily on the lower export figure. Uh, so uh, in world stocks themselves, the world supply-demand situation, uh, uh, finally, uh, and Kip, you and I have been fussed about the Indian crop for some time, and USDA lowered that 1.5 million bales last month. That's an awful huge drop from one month. But it just says that USDA, has, has, as they've monitored that crop size, they obviously have been aware fact that it was a good bit smaller than that they were carrying the estimate, so they finally bit the bullet and just took the huge drop in this particular month. Uh, again, the world's largest crop, they dropped at 1.5 million bales. So that uh, set up a scenario where we would see smaller uh, world carryover, uh, but with other adjustments that were made, uh, it uh, the world carryover was essentially unchanged. And that brought to the 2019-2020 uh, crop year where USDA made its first estimates for the marketing season. Uh, and as expected, uh, uh, with the much larger U.S. crop, they gave us 22 million bales there. That would, could still be 22 million. It could still be 21 million. It could still be 20, 
three, twenty-three and a half million bales, depending on where we go with our weather from now on. The idea of the huge crop comes with the fact that uh, the expectation, whatever that is, and I use that word a lot, uh, that will dry up for a little bit in 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 the, in the Glorious Texas area and be able to get a crop up and, and, and harvest it uh, because there's such an abundance of subsoil moisture. If we can ever just get it going, uh, crop going, there's a, there's a lot of moisture down there for it, and that can give us that huge, huge crop. But right now it's carried at $22 million. USDA did add an uh, uh, export figure of $17 million, which is pretty large, but if you look at a crop that size, you look at... The world demand that, as USDA carries it, is a little, a little better than 125 million bales. Uh, it suggests that uh, we could export that number. I'm just a little dubious of it, but we'll see. But we need this. We do need to carry it that large, just because of the large crop that uh, that we see coming. Uh, we also anticipate a larger crop in India. They have suffered for at least two of the last three years, if not three of the last four years. So you should ant- we should anticipate a larger crop there. All in all, that tells us that we're going to see more than likely a world record crop. Uh, uh, that's, uh, at the same time, we'll see uh, the world demand uh, basically almost match that crop, uh, if not... Uh, uh, exceed that crop just a little bit, and we'll actually lower our carryover marginally. The biggest problem there, according to USDA, and it, it, it does appear to be factual, the biggest problem is that we'll see carryover in exporting countries increase more so than in importing countries. And as a basis for that, there'll be a tremendous there there will be tremendous competition for export demand. Uh, throughout 19 and 20, and that uh, that competition is going to keep a keep a lid on price increases more, more than likely. So we've got a tough year coming, I think, from a price standpoint. We've uh, harped and hollered uh, time and time again about doing some early pricing. Hopefully we got a lot of that done, but we may not have. So if we haven't, then we're looking for, at a market that's going to have be under a lot of pressure as we move through the year. I guess I'll wait, Pat, until we call for price uh, comments before I, I get into my thoughts there. But uh, uh, basically, we're looking at a situation where stocks are going to be somewhat stable, yet uh, a, a marketing year that's going to see prices under pressure a great bit. Uh, we hadn't talked about China at all. That was not in the supply-demand report per se as the current situation. That's certainly playing havoc with the market right now. Pat, thank you. Gerald? Uh, all right, guys. Let's John. open it up for everybody. Yep. Gerald, what are your thoughts? Well, I really think that most of these numbers had already been baked into the in, – in, in, into the futures market, the uh, now to what extent were these numbers baked in? You know, of course, USDA came out in February. They actually had what 127 million bale uh, world crop number. Um, I think they they might have had the U.S. a little bit larger, but uh, I, as always said, I think that the numbers were 
you know, not as bad as feared. In fact, they could have even been considered a little bit friendly. I think the uh, the trade war is 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 throwing a, a monkey wrench in, into everything. Um, now, maybe with the realization of the main numbers, possibly, you know, that that did spark some selling on Friday. But I think leading up to Friday, of course, was uh, was uh, you know this escalation in, in the trade war, and uh, that's. Uh, who knows where that's going to go? You know, continued escalation overnight um, with the Trump administration, um, well, with Trump himself saying that uh, China should not retaliate, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure how uh, um, clearly, you know, our U.S. equity market and our commodity market is not taking that, uh, that, treat, that tweet real, real friendly. It's difficult to separate the fundamentals of, of the cotton market from um, the uh, – although I say the fundamentals of the cotton market, the, the trade war will eventually feed into the fundamentals, if not already feeding into the fundamentals of the, of the cotton market. So um, let's just say that the, the – the uh, the trade war escalation is is making things more difficult than they really need to be right now. Uh, don't mind, let me comment just a little bit, Gerald. I liked what you said. That I want to add a little bit to that, in that I think, although I agree with you that the most of these uh, numbers are baked into the market, I believe the market was leaning a little bit towards uh, a some sort of trade resolution of some type on a relatively short-term basis, an expectation something's going to happen before July or August or some time period uh, in, in someone's mind. But I, I think that, to your point, these numbers were not terribly bearish in and of themselves. They turned out to be more bearish than they would have been otherwise because of the trading environment we were in. I think nearly everyone, no, I think a high number of people were had the expectation something good was going to happen. When it didn't, everything changed. So I think to your point, it makes it a little more difficult. Prices may have, at least in the short term here, separated themselves from the underlying fundamentals because an even supply and demand picture is not necessarily bearish in and of itself. We have a very long growing season in front of us. To OA's point, we may be looking at much lower prices, but maybe not. So uh, I think the fundamentals are what they are, but much of our trading environment is based on the uncertainties and the vagaries of two countries who are trying to uh, deal with a, a trade dispute. So thank you for letting I'll, me. I'll, I'll jump in and agree with that. I think the fluctuations in the in the net long hedge fund hedge fund position and the commitment of traders, you know, it was it was net short for a while and then it got positive and grew slightly and then last week it dropped from well Tuesday to Tuesday it dropped from twenty thousand over twenty thousand contracts to seven. It was a pretty pretty big adjustment and I'm sure there was more selling. Um, after Tuesday, and I think I think that reflects what you two gentlemen were just saying. You know, a, a bit of a disappointment 
an expectation of something. I, you know, I frankly thought they were going to kick the can down the road Friday and say, well, we won't impose higher tariffs because we've had good talks for the last two days. And that didn't happen. It just... Uh, it was just sort of a surprisingly bad outcome, I thought, and I think that's contributed to spec selling, which has got us where we are. Well, Pat and well, so, I had, had started three weeks ago writing in my weekly column to bail out to do as much pricing as possible. Just because to me, <laughs> I, I was not the least bit impressed with any progress that was being made the negotiations based on what both the U.S. high-level folks and the Chinese people were telling us. And uh, it became evident to me, and I remember writing, do not in any form, shape, or fashion base your uh, crop pricing on the fact that the trade war is going to be resolved because it's not going to be. Uh, again, it's not about agriculture. It's not about soybeans. It's not about cotton. It's not about grain. It's simply not that at all. It's entirely based on it's a technology war. It's a trade secret war. It's a it's a it's a government secret war. And and we have an administration that has bitten the bullet and said no more. You've shoved it down our throats for thirty years. We're not going to take it anymore. That's a harsh comment. Uh, if people may want to call that nationalistic, it may well be. Uh, but it, uh, we have given up so much of our industry, and people are saying, well, cotton farmers are losing money. They are losing money. And that's why we're going to have to see a six to eight uh, cent, and hopefully it will be more than the six cent uh, payment that they gave last year. But uh, it, it's. I mean, I'm agreeing with everybody. It's strictly the it's the it's the trade issue that's killing us. And as Gerald said, that that becomes a fundamental. It doesn't start off as one, but it becomes a fundamental. And so, consequently, the fundamentals. Uh, Kip and I both thought the report was neutral to, and I and Gerald said too, even mildly friendly, and with no change in stocks. But. Uh, the trade situation is there, and uh, that's what's in control. I, I'm preaching to the choir, but uh, uh, but the market's not going to be friendly toward that in in the in the in the uh, midterm, short term, or, or midterm. But I, I apologize for talking so much. Thank you. Well, we've dropped twelve cents in two weeks, and uh, is that as you say, O and every, OA and everyone else? This is really not so much about things that we can wrap our hands around and look at and talk about it, it it's something that transcends that and it's m- made this very difficult farmers that are listening to us right now and will be listening to us in the future have got a simple question and that is wh- what do i do you know they're caught in the crossfire here uh and i don't know if there are any ideas to give them but that's they're asking for that and and i guess would like to feel in some way there's a hope somewhere that that we could get a bounce of some type but how do we how do we address that and maybe this transitions into where do where are we going and and so let me just open that up to y'all well we're in an uncertain market one of the things i've talked about and we've worked with a few clients on is the, the downside scenario on this is is could be pretty ugly uh and so we need to protect ourselves from the downside. At the same time, if, if there is some resolution, if for whatever reason we get good news, 
then we may have found ourselves uh, hedged a little bit lower than we wanted to be. And so using a combination of perhaps the safety of a being short at this level and buying a call, to out, well out of the money call, to protect yourself on the upside should things change. Because at this point, I don't think we know, at least I personally, don't feel like I have a good handle on where these prices could go. We've got a growing season in front of us, but if we have 126 million bales of, uh, of demand in the world this coming year, it's, it's really hard to get terribly negative, even with a, a relatively balanced production. That is good demand. It's telling me that the uh, USDA has the expectation that the world economy is not going to collapse. Uh, and so there is some upside potential. I'm not calling for an 80 or 90 cent market. That's not my point. But I do think we need to uh, try to protect ourselves on both sides of this market. John? Uh, well, kind of just practically thinking if we're at, if December's at 67 something it can always drop a nickel just you know from whatever so if you're if you're if you want boundaries uh you got to think the low 60s uh as downside potential is it you know i hesitate if 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 kip was just talking about cash forward contracting at these levels and buying calls was that what you were thinking yes. when you uh, to protect the downside that that would make more sense to me than trying to do anything on the downside with options i mean we're we're getting low enough that you know you're going to get some protection from this new farm program payment if you if you do the plc thing it's going to be paying until payment limits kick in i, I don't know that i would be trying to um substitute um for that with with options but maybe con cash forward contracting some and buying calls against it because there'll be a rally too. I mean, there's there's uncertainty. The growing season is early. Um, there may be a resolution to this trade thing. Uh, things will happen uh, that'll, I think, give us a bounce, and then people need to act well, or they need to buy calls first. Right. I, that, my thought was to cash do the cash, and I wasn't clear. Thank you for that, John. I was using the uh, the calls as the insurance policy against something going. You know, uh, against the downside. That that's yeah, all. yeah. It's hopefully, cheap insurance. Gerald, away. Uh, I'm waiting on Gerald's comment before I say anything. <laughs> Still, mate. Well, <laughs> the uh, of course, just from a technical standpoint, this market is really, really beat up. Um. That hasn't stopped it from continuing to go down. Um, the uh, and 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 you know, as this market goes down, the mills just stand back and say, "Why should I do anything right now?" Because it just looks like it's going to get cheaper. Um, you know, first of all, you just you've got to stop the the drop, and uh, and, and then you've got to you know build some kind of a base to, to rally from. Um, I think we're at a place where we should be stopping the drop. I mean, somewhere between 66 and 68 cents, I think, is is good technical support for the nearby contract and for December. Um, the uh, uh, so I, you know, to to sell down here and, and buy a call, it it, it just seems like um, it doesn't seem like a bad idea. But I I don't think selling down here is uh, is a good idea right now. Not not at the bottom of the market, 
uh, or what I think will be the bottom of the market. But it could take some time before we see something above 70 cents again. Um, so I, I think you just kind of sit on your hands and, and wait for a little while. Um, you know, is this a 50 cent market? No. You know, is it a 60 cent market? It, it could be. But uh, it, at least for, for right now, I just, uh, I think guys just concentrate on growing the best crop that they can right now. Well, those are very pertinent comments, Gerald, and, and to the as I say, and very much to the point. That technically, uh, yeah, we're sitting right now at the, at where I where I personally see the line of support. Uh, I did not look at nearby. You referenced the nearby as well as the December. December to me is about right at sixty-seven cents, a little bit below sixty-seven cents, just to uh, an even sixty-seven cents. So I certainly accept your 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 support down to sixty-six cents. But all of a sudden uh, we're we're there, and the next line of defense, the next line of support, and I know they're uh, just a line of thousands of technicians much stronger than I am. Uh, but the next support I find is all the way down to 55 cents. Uh, it's just a huge drop in my mind. If we break and cannot hold, say, this 67, or, well, let's just say 66 cent area. It's just a huge technical drop. Uh, as you say, the mills are sitting back uh, waiting. They have done some pricing. They did pricing this past week. Uh, and I think they'll continue to chip in, but certainly I would, would be one to think that they would slow their pricing now. Uh, as they continue to watch this drop. Uh, so from a technical pr- perspective, I, I get pretty bearish at the same time. Uh, it, it's just monster oversold, so you would think there'd be some relief there, but you could, we could have a good, huge volume day of a 50-75 point rise and say, relieve all of that issues, that pressure. So uh, if you're still sitting from a technical perspective if we can't hold where we are where we are now we're in a little bit of trouble uh certainly a a payment has not been formally announced uh, but you had the secretary of agriculture say that he has been directed to come up with one uh you heard the president again make comments that farmers have recently this past week uh uh, comment that farmers had to be taken care of uh, that check's not in the mail yet, so is it going to come? But uh, it, it, it's it's one that you have to anticipate at this stage. I, one girl was telling me that instead of six cents because of his evil statement limited out, he only got 1.2 cents. Uh, and that's going to jump up quite a lot of people. But at the same time, for the 2019 crop, uh, we do have a little bit of the... Uh, the the Christmas tree uh, uh, back in the farm bill, so maybe some of those limitations would not be would not bite as hard as they as they have. Uh, but that's uh, uh, that's that's another issue. Uh, I, I have been I said last Friday, so man, we're looking at sixty five to seventy five cent market attention trading range. Uh, I was have not did not think that we would. Uh, break the 65 cent area but uh, I just said if we get down below 66 to that 65 area all of a sudden there's nothing left in price support for another dime. Uh, so consequently 
I, you know, we're, we're sitting on that level, and we've still got this tariff sitting out there. But I think probably, I think cooler heads, if we can say it that way, it gets made more about uh, it's, a, it's a neutral supply-demand uh, situation. Uh, we, 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 the market should be able to hold there. I mean, it, it, it held with the, with carryover at 80 million bales. Why is it going to hold at 74 million or 75 million bales? It held, to some degree, nearly 85 to 90 million bales. So why would it hold it uh, with a, with a uh, 75 million bale carryover? Uh, uh, so uh, I'm still looking at it down 65 to 75. I could certainly, John, make the time at the low 60s. I, I'd have to latch on to that, that too as well. I think he's right there. Yeah, I can see that. Thank you. Oh, wait, I, I couldn't hear everything. On the downside, you're thinking there could be a – the trading range you've been looking for for a while is 65 to 75, but if we take out 65, maybe we could, you know, we're going lower and maybe to 60? Yes, yes, very definitely. I mean, I, it's hard for me to disagree. I won't disagree with John saying the low 60s, but uh, I, you just look on the charts, I can see it's going down to 55 cents. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I can't find support between 55, and I apologize if I wasn't speaking clearly. Uh, so, yeah, I can, uh, uh, you know, in February I was terribly bearish. By March, uh, middle of March, I'd become a little bit optimistic, and then all of a sudden uh, when it became evident, evident that the, uh, I was bearish in February because of the obvious trade dis- discussion. And in March and early April, we became very optimistic that something was going to resolve, be resolved. And I, I and I think a lot of others got a little bit optimistic. But then when it became evident three weeks ago that this thing was in the tube, I became very bearish again. Uh, you know, and as what the growers do, Pat, that's a, I mean, that's the ultimate question, period. I know all of us just harped and harped and harped all the way the mid-80s down to 75 cents. Price, 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 price. Do whatever you have to. Uh, so hopefully most everybody's got a, a reasonable amount price, but uh, uh, but then again, unfortunately, I'm sure a large number don't have anything priced. So what do they do? Gerald's comment, sit back and wait. And here we are at 66 cents, 67, 68 cents. It's hard not to sit back and wait. Uh, Kip, <laughs> and John's comment about, uh, well, we, we, we're going to have a payment coming. Well, we can't sit back and wait on that. That's, that's, they're both right. We can't. Um, but, again, what do we do? It's uh, difficult about puts right here, very difficult about puts. Oh, <clears throat> oh well, you had mentioned earlier that a grower said that he had only gotten 1.2 cents on the payment. Um, was that due yes. to payment limitations? That's what he said, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Well, his six cents turned out to be only a net of one point two six or one point two whatever one point two five one point two seven because the, because of payment limitations. You know, obviously a large grower. Right, and you know, I think if if the administration is going to to make these payments, I don't think these payments should be should be subject to payment limitations. Um, because I mean, clearly we're we're in a situation where you know we're we're payment, government we're payment we're, right we're payment limitations were 
should be imposed on something that's completely, you know, out of the control of the grower. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, obviously every grower out there is going to agree with you, but I think most analysts would agree with you too. As John was just uh, injecting, it's 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 purely paid imposed by the government, and that's probably something that would occur. I don't know the industry would, would have to have that that comment. That's probably something that has to be handled at the Secretary of Agriculture level. He just needs to be squeezed until he can't breathe anymore until he lets up on that hammer. Any any other closing comments here? Uh, the picture of U.S. plantings in my mind is getting just a little more clouded because not only there's this issue of, well, what was prevented, what might have gone to cotton, will it get planted at all because it's still too wet in the Delta wherever, and now there's talk in the panhandle of folks switching to corn. I've Just at the end of the last week, they were talking about that because it was corn planting weather up there, and this, this price drop has got them. And I don't know how much that can happen, and herbicides dictate some of that, and the agronomists aren't sure, but uh, there may be some of that at the edge. So anyway, there's there's more variability than usual in the planting outcome, and it'll it's raising my interest in seeing what, what actually gets issued on June the 30th. Very good, yeah. yeah. Pat, if I can inject one other thing just to talk about the seriousness of the trade issue and why it's not agriculture, uh, and we've talked about it in a roundabout way with ourselves, but we, we look at the administration's issue on getting back to America, made in America, or, or at least some American production from American manufacturing. And uh, and we've talked about it for a while. Ed Jernigan this past week just pointed specifically at the, at the not the idea, at the specific, uh, specific directive that uh, the Trump administration had given uh, cotton manufacturers, the brands, the retailers, uh, a warning last year to get your supply chain out of China. Uh, you, you, people that are selling on the buttons, people that are making uh, the thread to, to sell on the shirts, sell on the buttons, and, and, and all of the supplies, the, the, the chain that leads into that, that final piece of apparel, that final shirt or jeans or whatever, get that out of China, get those manufacturing jobs out, because we are coming hard on the tariff. So you better get your supply chain out. And we, uh, our retailers, our brands, we've been very slow to do that. And now all of a sudden, uh, they're getting caught and they're being rushed to get their supply chains out of China to other countries, whether it be in uh, Southeast Asia, or where it to some degree come back to the United States. You're seeing some of that uh, business move into uh, South America and Central America. But uh, the warning was there for the cotton industry. It's just whether or not the leaders heed it. All right. Okay, any other final comments before we wrap this up? Well, all right, let's uh, wrap up our meeting here and thank everybody for joining us out there. Uh, thank you to our speakers. Thank you, OA, for leading us today. And uh, that concludes this edition of the Ag Market Network. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you, folks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Pat.